The city skyline cannot exist without a property to build on, a design to construct, or a vision to bring to life. Here in Indy, 30 city blocks of blank canvas space exists on the city's southwest side, ready to welcome a development that will last for generations to come, adding another dimension to Indy's skyline. So how can commercial real estate companies most effectively create success? Ambrose Property Group shows us how. Let's get to the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the ROI Podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside Associate Dean Phil Powell. If this is your first time tuning into the ROI Podcast, we are glad to have you. We put out a weekly episode that helps organizations make better business decisions. For those of you who enjoy our show, it would be such an honor to us if you could head to your favorite podcasting app and leave us a review. And finally, if you'd like to get a hold of us, send us an email to ROIPod, that's R-O-I-P-O-D at I-U-P-U-I.edu. So last year, the Indie Star released an article that names Indianapolis the second most resurgent city in the country. The average home price in Indianapolis is just under $310,000. That's a 20% increase since 2012. The city has also seen a 10% increase in the population. And Matt, according to our own Kelly School economist, Professor Kyle Anderson, who does an annual evaluation of the regional economy and produces an annual forecast, Kyle estimates that the growth that you mentioned is generating 25,000 new jobs per year. Why? What's driving this growth? Well, first and foremost, we have a low cost of living. A dollar goes farther in Indianapolis than pretty much any other place in the country. Second, we have a very dynamic startup sector, especially in the high-tech area. Third, Indiana is just a great place to do business, whether it's taxes, whether it's the regulatory environment, infrastructure. All these score really high. So all this is coming together to drive this great growth. And of course, this is happening in this great city, especially in our urban core. And we visually are seeing why Indianapolis is number two in terms of being the resurgent urban economy in the United States. So who is front and center of making that happen? Our real estate developers. It is imperative that they have a vision for how this new city comes together. On this episode, we sat down with the president of Ambrose Property Group, Asif Bidet a Kelly Business School grad and a commercial real estate expert who manages an impressive portfolio that includes the old GM stamping plant on the city's west side. Asif shares the three keys for his real estate success. We literally started the business in the height of the recession um, and got it rolling during the height of the recession in late 2008, 2009, 2010, um, and, and candidly, um, were able to uh, capture some great opportunities in the real estate market at literally the bottom, uh, including this building that we're sitting in here uh, today we bought in 2011. I think what differentiates Ambrose and has from the beginning is uh, really a cultural mindset to focus on our customers, um, our employees, everyone that's involved with our business and um, have a one-to-one um, very people-focused uh, mindset. Every day, every decision we make, we we recognize that there's ups and downs in the economy. Um, and um, while we've been successful, 
uh, doing business deals uh, during the downturn. You know, we, we recognize that that could happen all over, will probably happen all over again at some point here in the near future. You know, Matt, Asif is not your typical real estate developer. First of all, he's one of our younger, more progressive visionaries here in the city. And this brings new fuel and energy to how the city sees itself growing over one or two generations. Secondly, he's been bold in working with his co-founders at Ambrose Property Group to buy this property southwest of downtown that would be very easy to write off. But like any good leader, he sees a great urban landscape that can really help the city thrive even further as we go into the future decades. And as commercial real estate leaders or those looking to get into commercial real estate, the first key to success is it's all about the timing. We've probably made these mistakes too, and I I hate to boil it down and oversimplify it, but I think uh, the two mistakes are probably uh, buying or selling too early or buying or selling too late. But ultimately, real estate is all about timing. Um, and, And there's a lot of factors like liquidity and capital structure and capital stack and Uh, location and a variety of things that maybe impact everything. But I um, have benefited from incredible timing that I by no means, um, our our firm, while we had a hunch, we we didn't really know. We we just happened to um, get into the business at the right time. You know, Matt, you mentioned it. Asif mentioned it. It's all about timing, right? Timing is important, but that has to be combined with vision, And the purchase of that property by Ambrose Property Group was a combination of those two. And what strikes me in Asif's comment is that he appreciates the historical legacy of the property. This property, this plant, employed 6,500 people at its peak. And this was a footprint of classic Midwest manufacturing, close to downtown, Those 6,500 workers went home to 6,500 houses on the southwest side of the city, fed many more mouths with those paychecks, sent many more folks to school, and in fact, multiple generations worked in that factory. This was the heartbeat of downtown Indianapolis. And it's a big piece of land. It's 120 acres just across the river here. It's unused. It's undeveloped. That's 30 future city blocks. And to be able to look at that piece of property and see beyond what you see now, which is an old abandoned manufacturing site. And I'm excited as an Indianapolis resident to see how that comes to fruition. And I want to go back and and touch on what you just said about understanding and respecting the history of the property, because that in fact is our second key for commercial real estate leaders to succeed, is you have to have a deep understanding and a respect for the history of the property in which you've obtained. With respect to the GM stamping plant, I think we try to recognize and appreciate the history of that site. That, that site has um, been a, primarily a manufacturing employment center for well over 100 years. That, that really kind of speaks to us. We think about the families and the generations of people that have worked in that, on that site um, earned a living, and, and literally, there's been generation after generation that's done that. I um, learned an acronym a long time ago from one of my mentors, and I, I use it probably daily with someone uh, at some point during the day, and that is STP see the people, see the properties. I especially use that when we are over analyzing some type of project and going through hundreds of pages of spreadsheets and talking about numbers. 
And there's a lot of times where I'll just say, hey, let's just go get in the car or go walk, go for a walk. Let's go walk down to the GM Stanley plant. Sometimes I'd rather just go touch it and see it and feel it. And we're, we're in the real estate business and that's a visual business. I heard this saying this morning uh, that downtown is a state of mind in a lot of ways. Uh, we are we're in the people business and we're in the place business. We're in the place making business, and a lot of that is state of mind, um, and is uh, much more um, subjective than objective. I, I uh, encourage myself and others to get out, get out of the office, and explore that state of mind. See the people, see the properties. You've got to imagine how this area links to other parts of the city. How are people coming in? What are they doing on the boundaries? What are they doing when they walk in? What is life going to be like in 10, 20 years? You've got to build for that. This is why commercial real estate development takes so much skill and so much strategic vision and so much guts because you've got to be willing to put your money where your mouth is. We're not talking about thousands of dollars. We're talking about billions of dollars. And so this is why real estate developers, especially in the commercial arena, are so important for fashioning what a city's going to look like. And if it doesn't look the right way, if you can't see how people are moving in and out of space and using three dimensions of their existence, it can stall the economic development of the whole region. We're talking about $1.3 billion in investment, which will translate to 2.7 million square feet of residential, office, commercial, hotel, and retail space. And we talked about how the old site, the old GM stamping plant, employed 6,500 people. Estimates are that when this comes to life, we're talking about 12,000 new jobs. So we're doubling the number of jobs. And we look at the sectors that this will serve. These are the industries driving the region. And so this gives us room to grow. It gives us a new landscape in which to paint the picture, the physical picture of Indianapolis And this will elevate the neighborhoods in the area around the plant, the former plant. You know, when when as as that plant closed down, as people took other jobs in other places and moved away, the neighborhoods around this area have seen some decline. This will help uplift that. So it's not just this 120 acres; it's the whole part of the city. So when Asif talks about walking around staying grounded in the details of what this is going to look like, of what of what the physical vision is, this is completely transformative for what Indianapolis is going to look like and could be. So once we understand that it's all about timing, we educate ourselves about our property so we can embrace a deep respect for our property's history within the city, the third key for commercial real estate success is to involve the community throughout the development process. Our, our goal is to... Uh engage with the community, the neighbors, the other organizations, the public at large, and and really engage with the community, not only in the immediate area, but also uh, throughout the city of Indianapolis. As you mentioned, we we feel a huge weight of responsibility on what will happen there. As you may be able to tell, GM Stamping Plant is an enormous project and it's a really important project. Um, but a lot of focus, a lot of focus is usually placed on the numbers and the dollars and how big it is and how long it's going to last and how many square feet it'll be. And I, I think the moment that for me crystallizes it and gets me candidly a little sentimental about it is 
having been born in Indianapolis and raised in Indianapolis and being a Kelly School graduate from IU Bloomington, um, uh, it's a really big point of pride to me to be able to be the owner and developer of that and shape 25 or 30 city blocks of downtown Indianapolis. Having had conversations with folks who live today within eyesight of that property, who inherited their home from their parents, and they themselves worked at the GM stamping plant, their parents worked at the GM stamping plant, and their grandparents worked at the GM stamping plant. And they wanted us to develop it because they wanted to engage with us and they gave us recommendations of what they thought should go there and they've lived there for their entire lives. Um, so that engagement with people, real people who don't own any part of that development, yet they have so much more ownership over it mentally and from a state of mind perspective than I ever will. And having that relationship and that encouragement is what what gets me excited and crystallizes you know, the, the state of mind um, as opposed to the physical asset. You know, Matt, it's really easy to look at a project like this through a traditional business lens. The company owns the land, they're gonna commercialize it, they're gonna build it, they're gonna borrow the money to do it, and we're gonna have this great space, and onward they march. But even though Ambrose Property Group owns this property, Asif understands that this is something much bigger than Ambrose Property Group. He understands that his company has taken on something at the heart of the city and that ownership really goes beyond the company. It's a spiritual ownership. This is where people worked and lived and it's where new generations will work and live. This is city space. This is where we see each other, where we hear each other, where we talk to each other, where we walk past each other, where we smell each other. And if you don't understand that, that this is more than just a business deal, you don't get it. And it's those cities that have a larger mindset and how they approach space that have been very successful. And so when Asif talks about inviting the community into a dialogue, that's real. That's something that has to happen. And at the end of the day, there's going to be people upset you can't please everybody. There's going to be people upset with how things move along. But if you invite a community dialogue, especially around those who live around it, especially among those families that had fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers that worked in that plant, they're going to feel a sense of ownership too. Dialogue develops empathy, and empathy develops a vision that more people feel like they're a part of. And that's just good for a city. That's good for Indianapolis. And so when you hear Asif talking about that element that's probably the most important element of the success, way beyond the money, way beyond the, the architectural diagrams. It's that fundamental understanding that we're expanding this great city and it will touch hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people over the next few generations. So let's recap. Ambrose Property Group, led by Asif Bidet, not only started a successful commercial real estate enterprise in the midst of a terrible recession, but also acquired a major piece of Indianapolis history through their recent purchase of the old GM stamping plant on the city's southwest side. Through Asif's real estate journey, he gave us three keys for company success that we as leaders can embrace to better our organizations. The first key, it's all about timing. Not only was the timing in his favor when he founded Ambrose Property Group, it was also timing that allowed his company to seal the deal with this old GM plant. 
It may have taken over eight years and multiple offers, but the timing in which he made them paid off. The second key is to understand the history of your property and embrace a deep respect for the people who have more of a state of mind ownership of your land. For Asif, his property gave generations of families the jobs necessary for their success. As he works with developers, he constantly reminds himself of that history when he thinks, see the people, see the city, to help better shape the Indianapolis skyline. Finally, the third key is to involve the community inside developmental planning. It's impossible to make everyone happy. However, it's the people who will work on your sites, live on your sites, and even travel for leisure to your sites. Allowing the community to have input on your development gives them a major share in feeling like they own that property, which in turn gives them a sense of pride that will one day etch your company's building inside the minds of families for generations to come. This has been another episode of the ROI podcast presented by the Indiana University Kelly School of Business. I'm your host, Matt Martella, alongside Associate Dean Phil Powell, where we work hard to bring you weekly podcasts that help organizations make better business decisions. We'll see you next week.